Psalm 35, Discourse 1, of Exposition on the Book of Psalms. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Exposition on the Book of Psalms by St. Augustine of Hippo, translated by Philip Schaff. Psalm 35, Discourse 1, delivered upon the occasion of some council. On the first part of the psalm. How that this psalm, by command of my brethren and fellow bishops, hath been laid on me to be handled, be your charity aware. They have willed that we all hear somewhat therefrom. For from him do we all hear, from whom we learn together, and in whose school we are fellow disciples. The title of it causeth us no delay, for it is both brief and to be understood not difficult, especially to those nursed in the church of God. For so it is to David himself. The psalm, then, is to David himself. Now David is interpreted strong in hand, or desirable. The psalm, then, is to the strong in hand and desirable, to him who for us hath overcome death, who unto us hath promised life, for in this is he strong in hand, that he hath overcome death for us. In this is he desirable, that he hath promised unto us life eternal. For what stronger than that hand which touched the bier, and he that was dead rose up? What stronger than that hand which overcame the world, not armed with steel, but pierced with wood? Or what more desirable than he, whom, not having seen, the martyrs wished even to die, that they might be worthy to come unto him? Therefore is the psalm unto him. To him let our heart, to him our tongue sing worthily, if yet himself shall deign to give somewhat to sing. None to him singeth worthily, but who hath from him received what to sing? Nay, this which now we sing was spoken by his Spirit through his prophet, and in those words wherein we acknowledge both ourselves and him. Neither do we wrong, because we say both ourselves and him, since when he was in heaven he so cried, Why persecutest thou me? When him none touched, and we on earth were in trouble. His voice then let us hear, now of the body, now of the head. For this is a psalm calling on God, against enemies, amid the tribulations of this world. And surely he is the same Christ, then the head being in tribulation, now the body being in tribulation. Yet through tribulations to all his members giving life eternal, which by promising became he desirable. Verse 1 Judge thou, O Lord, saith he, them that hurt me, and fight thou against them that fight against me. If God be for us, who can be against us? And whereby doth God this for us? Verse 2 Take hold, saith he, of arms and shield, and rise up to my help. A great spectacle is it, to see God armed for thee. And what is his shield? What are his arms? 
Lord, in another play, saith the man who here also speaketh, As with the shield of thy good will hast thou compassed us. But his arms, wherewith he may not only us defend, but also strike his enemies, if we have well profited, shall we ourselves be. For as we from him have this, that we be armed, so is he armed from us. But he is armed from those whom he hath made. We are armed with those things which we have received from him who made us. These our arms the apostle in certain place calleth, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. He hath armed us with such arms as ye have heard, arms admirable and unconquered, insuperable and shining, spiritual truly and invisible, because we have to fight also against invisible enemies. If thou seest thine enemy, let thine arms be seen. We are armed with faith in those things which we see not, and we overthrow enemies whom we see not. Nevertheless, dearly beloved, think not that these arms are so that what is a shield is always a shield, or what is a helmet is always a helmet, or what is a breastplate always a breastplate. For in these arms corporal it is so, although even those which are made of steel may be changed, so that out of a sword may be made an axe. But the same apostle we find to have said in one place, the breastplate of faith, and in another to have said, the shield of faith. Therefore the same faith can be both a breastplate and a shield. A shield it is, because it receives and repels the darts of the enemies. A breastplate, because it suffers not thy inward parts to be pierced through. These are our arms. But what are God's? We read in a certain place, Deliver my soul from the ungodly, thy weapon from the enemies of thy hand. What first he said, from the ungodly, that in the following verse is, from the enemies of thy hand. And what above he called my soul, that in the following verse he called thy weapon, that is, thy sword. His soul then he called the weapon of God. Deliver, saith he, my soul from the ungodly. That is, deliver thy weapon from the enemies of thy hand. For thou takest hold of my soul, and warrest upon my enemies. And what is our soul, however splendid, however far-reaching, however sharpened, however anointed, however with the light and gleam of wisdom glistening? What is our soul? or what can it do, unless God hold it and fight with it? For the best made weapon, unless it have a warrior, is useless. But I have said of our own arms, that nothing ought to be taken as so fixed, that what is one thing, the same cannot be another. So also we find in God's arms. Lo, here he called the soul of the righteous the weapon of God, Again he saith that the soul of the righteous is the seat of God. The soul of the righteous is the seat of wisdom. Therefore, whatever he will, he maketh of our soul. 
since it is in his hand, let him use it as he will. Let him then rise up, for so is he called on. Let him take hold of his arms, let him rise up for our help. Whence he should rise up is said unto him also in another place in these very words, Rise up, why sleepest thou, O Lord? And when he is said to sleep, we sleep. And when he is said to rise up, we are awakened. For the Lord also slept in the ship, and therefore was the ship tossed, because Jesus slept. For if Jesus had watched therein, the ship had not been tossed. Thy ship is thy heart. Jesus in the ship, faith in the heart. If thou rememberest thy faith, thy heart is not tossed. If thou forgettest thy faith, Christ sleepeth. Beware of shipwreck. Nevertheless do what remaineth, that if he sleep, he may be awakened. Say unto him, Lord, rise up, we perish, that he may rebuke the winds, and there be a calm in thy heart. For all temptations will retire, or surely will prevail nothing, when Christ, that is, thy faith, shall watch in thy heart. What then is, rise up? Make thyself known, apparent, felt. Rise up, therefore, for my help. Verse 3 Pour forth the weapon, and stop the way against them that persecute me. Who are they that persecute thee? Haply thy neighbor, or he whom thou hast offended, or to whom thou hast done wrong, or who would take away what is thine, or against whom thou preachest the truth, or whose sin thou rebukest, or whom living ill by thy well-living thou offendest. There are indeed even these enemies to us, and they persecute us. But other enemies we are taught to know, those against whom we fight invisibly, of whom the Apostle warneth us, saying, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, that is, against men, not against those whom ye see, but against those whom ye see not against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the world, of this darkness. Now when he said, the rulers of the world, as he spake of the devil and his angels, there was need to take care, lest men should misunderstand, and think that the world is ruled by the devil and his demons. But because the world is said of this fabric which we see, and the world is said of sinners, and of those who love the world, of whom it was said. The world knew him not, and of whom also the whole world lieth in wickedness. Therefore the apostle explained of what world they were rulers. He said, Of this darkness. The rulers of this world, I say, are the rulers of this darkness. Again, he maketh us to understand what he said of this darkness. Of what darkness are the devil and his angels rulers? Of all the unbelievers, of all the wicked, of whom it is said, The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Lastly, out of the number of the same as many believe, what saith the same apostle? 
ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Wouldest thou not be ruled by the devil? Come to the light. And how shalt thou come to the light, unless he pour forth the weapon, and deliver thee from thy enemies, and from them that persecute thee? How poureth he forth the weapon? For we have already heard what his weapon is, even the soul of the righteous. Let the righteous abound. So is the weapon poured forth, and the way is stopped against the enemies. For from the very pouring forth of the weapon, the apostle warning us to live righteously, in the sequel saith, that he that is of the contrary part may have no evil thing to say of you. The way is stopped against him, because what to say against the saints he cannot find. And whence shall these be righteous? Or what say the enemies who persecute us, those invisible enemies, what say they? Say they nothing? Most of all is it suggested to the human heart, by the enemies who invisibly fight against it, that God is not our helper, that so seeking other helps we may be found weak and be taken by those same enemies. This, then, is suggested. Against those voices ought we most of all to watch, which are shown in another psalm. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. Against these voices, what is here said? Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. When thou hast said unto my soul, I am thy salvation, then will it live righteously, so that I seek no helper besides thee. And what follows? Verse 4. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. For to this end they seek after it, to destroy it. For I would that they would seek it for good. For in another psalm he blameth this in men, that there was none who would seek after his soul. Refuge failed me, there was none that would seek after my soul. Who is this that saith, there was none that would seek after my soul. Is it haply he, of whom so long before it was predicted? They pierced my hands and my feet, they numbered all my bones, they stared and looked upon me, they have parted my garments among them, and cast lots for my vesture. Now all these things were done before their eyes, and there was none who would seek after his soul. Let us then call upon him, brethren, that he may say unto our soul, I am thy salvation, and may open its ears, that it may hear him saying, I am thy salvation. For he saith it, but some are deaf, wherefore they hear rather those enemies that persecute them, being in tribulation. If aught is wanting, if the soul is in trouble, in need of temporal goods, it seeks aid for the most part from devils. It chooses to consult the possessed of devils. It seeks the diviners. Its persecutors, the invisible enemies, have approached it, have entered into it, have fought against it, have taken it captive, have conquered it by saying, 
There is no salvation for him and his God. He was deaf to the voice, saying, I am thy salvation. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation, that they may be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. To which thou sayest, I am thy salvation. Let me hear him saying unto me, I am thy salvation. Other salvation will I not seek after, except the Lord my God. By some creature is salvation suggested to me. It is from him. And if I lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help, yet cometh not my help from the hills, but from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. In very temporal troubles God helpeth through man. He himself is thy salvation. Through his angel God helpeth. He himself is thy salvation. All things to him are subject, and for this temporal life he indeed helpeth one from this side, another from that. Eternal life he giveth not but from himself. Behold, when thou art in trouble, that is not before thee which thou seekest, but he is near thee whom thou seekest. And seek thou him who never can be wanting. Let those things be withdrawn which he gave. Is he therefore withdrawn who gave? Let those things be restored which he gave. Is that true riches when these things are restored? and not he who withdrew them to prove thee, and restored them to console thee? For he consoleth us when these things are not wanting to us. He consoleth us in the way, but only if we understand the way. For the whole of this life, and all things which thou usest in this life, ought to be to thee as an inn to a traveller, not as a house to dwell in. Remember, though thou hast performed somewhat, that somewhat remaineth, that thou hast stayed for refection, not for defection. There are who say, God the good, the great, the most high, the invisible, the eternal, the incorruptible, will indeed give unto us eternal life, and that incorruption which he hath promised in the resurrection, but these worldly and temporal things belong to devils, and to those rulers of the darkness of this world. By thus saying, when they are entangled in the love of these things, they abandon God, as though these things belonged not unto him, and seek by wicked sacrifices, by I know not what remedies, and by I know not what unlawful persuasion of men, to provide for themselves that which is temporal, as money, wife, and children, and whatever either comforts human life passing by, or hinders it going its way. Divine providence watching against this opinion, that God might show all these things to belong to him, and to be in his power, not only things eternal which he promiseth hereafter, but also things temporal which on earth he giveth to whom he will, and when he will, in good time, knowing to whom he should give, to whom not give, as a physician his medicines, knowing better the sick man's disease than the sick man himself. God, then, that he might show this, 
divided the times of the Old and New Testament. In the Old Testament are promises of things earthly, but in the New, of a kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Most of the commandments, both of worshipping God and of living well, are the same both in this and in that. But because the promise here seems of one kind, there of another, the command of him that ordereth, and the obedience of him that serveth, is the same, but the wages, as it were, are not the same. For unto them it was said, Ye shall receive the land of promise, in it ye shall reign, your enemies ye shall conquer, ye shall not be subdued by them, all things shall abound to you in this land, in it ye shall beget children. These earthly things were promised, but yet in a figure. Suppose that some so received them as they were promised, and truly many so received them. For the land was given to the children of Israel, riches were given, children were given even to their barren and old women, who prayed unto God, and in him alone presumed, and other helpers sought not even for those things. They heard the voice of God in their heart, I am thy salvation. If for things eternal, why not for things temporal? This did God show in the case of that holy man Job, because even the devil himself had no power to take away these things, except when he had received it from that most high power. He would envy the holy man. Could he also hurt him? He could accuse him. Could he also condemn him? Could he take aught from him? Could he hurt even a nail? Could he a single hair, until he had said unto God, Put forth thine hand? What is, put forth thine hand? Give me the power. He received it. He tempted him. He was tempted. Yet the tempted conquered. The tempter was conquered. For God, who had permitted the devil to take those things, had not deserted his servant within, and to overcome the devil himself, of the soul of his servant, had made to himself a weapon. Whereunto tended this? I speak concerning man. Conquered was he in paradise, a conqueror on the dunghill. There was he conquered by the devil through the woman. Here he conquered the devil and the woman. Thou speakest, saith he, as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? How well had he heard, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Look to men. Pray, saith he, for your enemies. But here it is a prophecy, and those things which are said under the figure of wishing are to be explained in the sense of prophesying. Let this be done, or that be done, is nothing more than, this or that will be done. So then understand the prophecy. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my life. What is, let them be confounded and put to shame? They shall be confounded and put to shame. 
for even so was it done. Many have been confounded to their health. Many, put to shame, have passed over from the persecution of Christ to the society of his members with devoted piety. And this would not have been, had they not been confounded and put to shame. Therefore he wished well to them. But because there are two kinds of those who are conquered, for in two ways are they conquered, either to this end they are conquered, that they may be converted unto Christ, or to this, that they be condemned by Christ. Here also are explained the same two kinds, obscurely indeed, but wanting only an understanding hearer. Of those who are converted, hear what is said. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back. Let them not go before, but follow. Let them not give counsel, but take it. For Peter would go before the Lord when the Lord spake of his future passion. He would to him as it were give counsel for his health. The sick man to the Savior give counsel for his health. And what said he to the Lord, affirming that his future passion? Be it far from thee, Lord, be gracious to thyself, this shall not be to thee. He would go before that the Lord might follow. And what said he? Get thee behind me, Satan. By going before thou art Satan, by following thou wilt be a disciple. The same then is said to these also. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that think evil against me. For when they have begun to follow after, now will they not think evil against me, but desire my good. What of others? For all are not so conquered as to be converted and believe. Many continue in obstinacy, many preserve in heart the spirit of going before, and if they exert it not, yet they labor with it, and finding opportunity bring it forth. Of such, what followeth? Verse 5. Let them be as dust before the wind. Not so are the ungodly, not so, but as the dust which the wind driveth away from the face of the earth. The wind is temptation, the dust are the ungodly. When temptation cometh, the dust is raised, it neither standeth nor resisteth. Let them be as dust before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord trouble them. Verse 6. Let their way be darkness and slipping. A horrible way. Darkness alone who feareth not. A slippery way alone who avoids not. In a dark and slippery way how shalt thou go? Where set foot? These two ills are the great punishments of men. Darkness, ignorance. A slippery way, luxury. Let their way be darkness and slipping, and let the angel of the Lord persecute them, that they be not able to stand. For any one in a dark and slippery way, when he seeth that if he moves his foot he will fall, and there is no light before his feet, happily resolveth to wait until light come. But here is the angel of the Lord persecuting them. 
these things he predicteth would come upon them not as though he wished them to happen although the prophet and the spirit of god so speaketh these things even as god doth the same with sure judgment with a judgment good righteous holy tranquil not moved with wrath not with bitter jealousy not with desire of wreaking enmities but of punishing wickedness with righteousness nevertheless it is a prophecy but wherefore these so great evils by what desert here by what desert verse seven for without cause have they hid for me the corruption of their trap for him that is our head observe the jews did this they hid the corruption of their trap for whom hid they their trap for him who saw the hearts of those that hid but yet was he among them like one ignorant as though he were deceived whereas they were in that deceived that they thought him to be deceived for therefore was he as though deceived living among them because we among such as they were so to live as to be without doubt deceived he saw his betrayer and chose him the more to a necessary work by his evil he wrought a great good and yet among the twelve was he chosen lest even the small number of twelve should be without one evil this was an example of patience to us because it was necessary that we should live among the evil it was necessary that we should endure the evil either knowing them or knowing them not an example of patience he gave thee lest thou shouldest fail when thou hast begun to live among the evil and because that school of christ in the twelve failed not how much more ought we to be firm when in the great church is fulfilled what was predicted of the mixture of the evil for neither did the same school see rendered to the seed of abraham what had been promised and that very threshing-floor whence the grain that shall fill the garner must proceed wherefore then when the threshing is is not the chaff justly endured therein until it be purged by the last winnowing for this will surely come upon the evil which ye have heard but what yet is to be done without a cause have they hid for me the corruption of their trap what meaneth without a cause i have done them no evil i have hurt them not at all vainly have they reviled my soul what is vainly speaking falsely proving nothing verse eight let a trap come upon them which they know not of a magnificent retribution nothing more just they have hidden a trap that i might know not let a trap come upon them which they know not of for i know of their trap but what trap is coming upon them that which they know not of let us hear lest haply he speak of that let a trap come upon them which they know not of perhaps that is one which they hid for him that another which shall come upon themselves not so but what 
the wicked shall be holden with the cords of his own sins. Thereby are they deceived, whereby they would deceive. Thence shall come mischief to them, whence they endeavored mischief. For it follows, and let the net which they have hidden catch themselves. As if any one should prepare a cup of poison for another, and, forgetting, should drink it up himself or as if one should dig a pit, that his enemy might fall thereinto in the darkness, and himself, forgetting what he had dug, should first walk that way, and fall into it. Verily, brethren, thus believe, thus be assured. Thus, if there be in you any more excellent reason or prudence, thus observe and know, there is no wicked man who hurts not himself first. For so think of wickedness as of fire. Thou wouldest burn something. That which thou appliest is first burned. If it be not burned, it burneth not. Thou hast a torch. This torch thou appliest to something to burn it. Is not the torch itself which thou appliest first burned, that it may be able to burn anything? Wickedness, then, proceedeth from thee and whom doth it first waste but thyself? Doth it hurt the bough to which it is put forth, and where it hath root doth it not hurt? And I verily say, that thy wickedness should not hurt another, it is possible, that it should not hurt thee, it is not possible. For what hurt was done to holy Job, of whom I have spoken above? As it is said in another psalm, Like a sharp razor hast thou wrought deceit. What is done with a sharp razor? Hairs, things superfluous, are cut off. What then dost thou to him whom thou wouldest hurt? If a worthless man whom thou wouldest hurt consent with thee to do ill, not thy wickedness will be hurtful to him, but his own. But if he be inwardly free from wickedness, and can present a clean heart to the voice that saith, I am thy salvation, outwardly thou fightest against him, the inner man thou takest not. Yet thy wickedness proceeds from thy inner man, thee first it maketh empty. Thou art corrupt within, whence that worm proceeded. Within it hath left nothing sound and let the net which they have hidden catch themselves, and let them fall into their own trap. Not that which haply thou thoughtest of just before when thou heardest, let a trap come upon them which they know not of, that is, as though it were some other one, secret and inevitable. In what then fall they? In the same iniquity which they have hidden for me, was not this done to the Jews? The Lord conquered their iniquity. They, by their own iniquity, were conquered. He rose for us. They died in themselves. This, then, for the wicked, that would hurt me. What for me? Verse 9. But my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. As in him from whom it hath heard, I am thy salvation as not seeking other riches from without, 
as not seeking to abound in pleasures and good things of earth, but loving freely the true spouse, not from him wishing to receive aught that may delight, but him alone proposing to itself by whom it may be delighted. For what better than God will be given unto me? God loveth me. God loveth thee. See, he hath proposed to thee, Ask what thou wilt. If the emperor should say to thee, Ask what thou wilt, What commands, what dignities, Wouldest thou burst forth with? What great things wouldest thou propose to thyself, Both to receive and to bestow? When God saith unto thee, Ask what thou wilt, What wilt thou ask? Empty thy mind, exert thy avarice, stretch forward as far as possible, and enlarge thy desire. It is not any one but Almighty God that said, Ask what thou wilt. If of possessions thou art a lover, thou wilt desire the whole earth, that all who are born may be thy husbandmen, or thy slaves. And what when thou hast possessed the whole earth? Thou wilt ask the sea, in which yet thou canst not live. In this greediness the fishes will have the better of thee. But perhaps thou wilt possess the islands. Pass over these also. Ask the air, although thou canst not fly. Stretch the desire even unto the heavens. Call thine own the sun, the moon, and the stars. Because he who made all said, Ask what thou wilt. Yet nothing wilt thou find more precious, nothing wilt thou find better, than himself who made all things. Him seek, who made all things, and in him and from him shalt thou have all things which he made. All things are precious, because all are beautiful, but what more beautiful than he? Strong are they, but what stronger than he? And nothing would he give thee rather than himself. If aught better thou hast found, ask it. If thou ask aught else, thou wilt do wrong to him and harm to thyself, by preferring to him that which he made, when he would give to thee himself who made. In this love said a certain soul unto him, Art not thou my portion, O Lord? That is, thou art my portion. Let those who will choose for themselves what they shall possess. Let them make for themselves portions of other things. Thou art my portion, thee have I chosen for me. And again, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Let him possess thee that thou mayest possess him. Thou shalt be his property, thou shalt be his house. He possesseth that he may profit, he is possessed that he may profit. Is it that thou mayest profit him at all? I have said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, for my goods thou wantest not. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. The salvation of God is Christ. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Verse 10 
all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee? Who can speak anything worthily of these words? I think them only to be pronounced, not to be expounded. Why seekest thou this or that? What is like unto thy Lord? Him hast thou before thee. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee? The unrighteous have declared unto me delights, but not after thy law, O Lord. Persecutors have been who have said, Worship Saturn, worship Mercury. I worship not idols, saith he. Lord, who is like unto thee? They have eyes and see not, ears have they, but they hear not. Lord, who is like unto thee, who hast made the eye to see, the ear to hear? But I, saith he, worship not idols, for them a workman made. Worship a tree or mountain, did a workman make them also? Here too, Lord, who is like unto thee? Earthly things are shown unto me. Thou art creator of the earth. And from these haply they turn to the higher creation, and say to me, Worship the moon, worship this sun, who with his light, as a great lamp in the heavens, maketh the day. Here also I plainly say, Lord, who is like unto thee? The moon and the stars thou hast made, the sun to rule the day hast thou kindled, the heavens hast thou framed together. There are many invisible things better. But haply here also it is said to me, Worship angels, adore angels. And here also will I say, Lord, who is like unto thee? Even the angels thou hast created, the angels are nothing but by seeing thee. It is better with them to possess thee than by worshipping them to fall from thee. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee. O body of Christ, holy church, let all thy bones say, Lord, who is like unto thee. And if the flesh under persecution hath fallen away, let the bones say, Lord, who is like unto thee. For of the righteous it is said, The Lord keepeth all their bones, not one of them shall be broken. Of how many righteous have the bones under persecution been broken? Finally, the just shall live by faith, and Christ justifieth the ungodly. But how justifieth he any except believing and confessing? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Therefore also that thief, although from his theft led to the judge, and from the judge to the cross, yet on the very cross was justified. With his heart he believed, with his mouth he confessed. For neither to a man unrighteous and not already justified would the Lord have said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And yet his bones were broken. For when they came to take down the bodies by reason of the approaching Sabbath, the Lord was found already dead, and his bones were not broken. But of those that yet lived, that they might be taken down, the legs were broken, 
so that from this pain having died, they might be buried. Were then of the one thief, who persisted in his ungodliness on the cross, the bones broken, and not also of the other, who with his heart believed, and with his mouth made confession unto salvation? Where then is that which was said, The Lord keepeth all his bones, not one of them shall be broken? except that in the body of the Lord the name of bones is given to all the righteous, the firm in heart, the strong, to no persecutions, no temptations, yielding, so as to consent unto evil. And whence should they be able to yield to no temptations, except when the persecutors say, Behold this God, behold what a God, let him come to thee, let him charm thee. Behold, here is in the mount some great priest. Happily, therefore, thou art poor, because this God helpeth thee not. Entreat him, and he will help thee. Happily, therefore, thou art sick, because thou entreatest him not. Entreat him, and thou shalt be well. Happily, therefore, thou hast no children. Entreat him, and thou shalt have but if in the Lord's body he be one of the bones, he repelleth all these words, and saith, Lord, who is like unto thee? Give, if thou wilt give, even in this life, what I ask. But if thou wilt not, be thou my life, whom I seek always. Shall I depart hence unto thee with a clear face, if I worship another and offend thee? To-morrow perhaps I shall die. With what face shall I see thee? Great is his mercy, and therefore hath he admonished us to live well, and hath hidden from us the last day of our life, lest we should promise ourselves aught from the future. To-day I work and live. To-morrow I work not. What if to-morrow find thee not? Say then among the bones of Christ, Lord, who is like unto thee, all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee. Which deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him, yea, the poor and needy from him that spoileth him. Thus far has the psalm been read to-day, thus far is it to be handled, lest that come to disgust, which hath been said, while we wish to say other things. Let this then suffice for to-day, which deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him. Who that deliverest, but he who is strong in hand? Even that David shall deliver the poor from him that is too strong for him. For the devil was too strong for thee, and held thee, because he conquered thee, when thou consentest unto him. But what hath the strong in hand done? No man entereth into a strong man's house to spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man. By his own power, most holy, most magnificent, hath he bound the devil by pouring forth the weapon to stop the way against him, that he may deliver the poor and needy, to whom there was no helper. For who is thy helper but the Lord, to whom thou sayest, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. If thou wilt presume of thine own strength, thereby wilt thou fall. 
whereof thou hast presumed. If of another's he would lord it over thee, not succor thee. He then alone is to be sought, who hath redeemed them, and made them free, and hath given his blood to purchase them, and of his servants hath made them his brethren. End of Psalm 35, Discourse 1